What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you're interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of room, as the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones, On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Miller. And uh, my co-host, D, she's not, she's out right now, so she won't be here for this episode, but I'm gonna hold it down for her. And today, we, it'll be another super, super dope episode. I got uh, two guests I've been waiting to speak with her for a minute now, and uh, it's crazy because, like, we were just going over. I'm like, man, my older brother know you, and I should have been reached out to my older brother. I don't know why I never thought of it, but it's all good. <laughs> we got him on the show today, and it's uh, Pocky and Sandy, and y'all might know him better as the, the owners of Hood Estates, then to real estate investing, trucking investing, just entrepreneurship and whole. And we, like I said, we super glad to have him on the show, so appreciate y'all for coming on. Yeah, too, man. Appreciate you having us, man. Small world, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how that works. And uh, like the first question we always ask our guests is like, so to everything y'all doing right now, like what was the start of that? Just giving a little background on y'all too. Mm, the start. Well, you know, we've been married for what twenty two years. <laughs> twenty one, twenty two. You stop counting after about eighteen. So, you know. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been through a lot. Um, we've known each other since we were young kids and um, grew up in the same church, things like that. Okay. And, uh, you know, end up getting together and started our journey. Um, originally was with music, like music was our thing. We, I was a producer, wow. she sung, you know, we had our own studio, you know, that whole, you know, <laughs> music industry thing was our, was our first real experience that uh i guess it's entrepreneurs you know wow. so that's where we started and i think always to make a bunch of money in music and try to get into real estate and one day my dad was like son you're doing it backwards make a bunch of money in real estate and then you can get into music you know <laughs> i was like okay and, and i didn't listen at first i'll be honest uh i still pursued the music and to you know that music business is that's that's a beast Brutal. man it's, it's, it's crazy and Finally, I was like, you know what? And it's amazing. We met our first mentor for real estate through the music. It was a guy that came to us to do music. <laughs> so it sort of, you know, panned out. And, you know, sort of the rest is history without going too deep right now. <laughs> wow, okay. So you get, y'all got into real estate before trucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, okay. it's, funny. It's, it's funny you say that because <laughs> I would tell you. Yeah, like yeah you, you know, we've, we've gotten such, you know, such a lot large following and people from trucking and people right. a lot of people think that's what we do like right. that's our only thing and I, I i tell people all the time 
literally, we're not even really trucking people. Like, that ain't our thing. Like, we're real estate people. Mm, okay. We've been doing real estate since 2004, 2003, 2004. You know, it was, it was actually in our real estate deal of owning a hotel here in Jacksonville where we met the truck drivers and met the guy that put us onto the trucking. And that's how we, and yeah, literally because yeah. our, our wow. hotel is a truck stop right. area. So when we, the truck drivers would come in and that's how we got involved with trucking. Right, right. Yeah, we, we was always real yeah, estate. nothing to do with us, it's like inquiring about trucking. <laughs> they just was, they were our guests. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We real estate people, yeah. That's what, what's crazy about that is like speaking with my brother again. I remember him telling me like I, I remember like this was yesterday. He was like, "Yeah, they own a hotel." And I was like, "What the?" A hotel? I'm like, "Yo, this kind of crazy." What you mean they own a hotel? <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." Yep. So that's wow. So I thought y'all was. Doing, I thought y'all. Uh, I don't know why I thought y'all did trucking first and then got into real estate. Nah, yeah. we 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 just started trucking. That was what 2013 mm-hmm. going into 14 was mm-hmm. our first experience with trucking. But yeah. we've been doing real estate since 2003. You wow. Know, we, okay. We we we. we, we Made a bunch of money, became a million millionaires, lost it all, <laughs> and came back up to real estate oh. before we started trucking. Listen, so we even, down that road. Listen, even with all that money, we still took it, so we didn't know how to, we didn't know how to manage that money. We got a lot of money. I'm like hitting a lot of, even though it took us about a good two years to really make the money come in and flow. Right. But once that money got in our hand, nobody taught us money management. Right. So you know what that is, like, come on, from hood, food stamps, and now you got houses and houses of dollars, you know? <laughs> wow, oh, yeah, we got we to gotta get into all that. I'm glad, to, I know that. So so yeah. let's, let's get into real estate first. So, like, what was, like, how did y'all get involved? Like, what was that first deal? So, basically, the real story really quick, we... Again, wanting to do real estate, we we purchased that uh, course back then. I don't I don't know if you you old enough to remember a guy named Carlton Sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nah, see, yeah, you too young. <laughs> but uh, this is one of, this is one of the one of the one of the real estate gurus from back in the days, and he had a course uh, of buying properties free and clear and stuff like that. So we bought the course, big old thick book, you know, read it all, and was more lost. Before we started, you know, after we read it and uh, talking to a friend of mine was like, hey, man, you know, um, this guy that had came to the studio a few weeks prior, he was into real estate, but we didn't know he was bringing his youth group to, um, you know, to get some music. And God laid on my heart to give him the music for free when we normally would have charged him. It would have been like two thousand, three thousand dollars worth of music. And I gave it to him for free. Like my my spirit just kept saying, man, get this guy his music, get this guy his music. And. I gave it to him and not to know, not, you know, not even knowing a few weeks later that when I talked to a friend of mine, he was like, you want to get into real estate? Yeah, the guy that, that you came to the studio a few weeks ago, he's big in real estate. He's actually a millionaire in real estate. And I'm like, I should have charged him. What am I, what am I, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, but following my spirit and he's like, call him. So I called him up and he was literally said, because of what you did to me for that music, I'm going to mentor you in real estate. You don't have to worry about anything. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. And all you got to do is get X amount for your first deal, which is funny. I went back to the guy who told me about him saying, can I borrow a couple thousand dollars for earnest money and pay for this appraisal for our first deal? But um, he he taught us real estate. And crazy, we're, we're in Miami. We were living in Miami at the time because that's where we were born and raised in Miami. Okay. But this guy was doing real estate in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it brings me to this one thing, you know, I always try to drop gems on people. You you can't keep looking to only invest in your backyard to to make it happen. That's one of the things that holds a lot of people up. Yeah. I only want to do it in my, my city. 
Well, your city might not have the best returns, might not have the best options for you as an investor. Sometimes you got to, you got to, Get out of that comfort zone. A lot of times you do. Um, you have to be, as my cousin said, you have to become uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. And most people would have probably said, wait a minute, Atlanta, I can't, I can't, I live in Miami, I work a job, I got a family, I can't be doing deals in Atlanta, I can't go up there. But we were hungry for it. We, 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 we wanted it. We wanted to do this fast. So we literally would, on our days off, my days off, we would drive up to Atlanta just to be with him to learn and drive back. And I remember like literally getting off the road, going straight to work. You know what I mean? Calling in some days off, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick, you know, but really I'm in Atlanta trying to, trying to get, you know, get this real estate knowledge in and, you know, come back and try to make it up and do overtime. It was, it was, it was a grind. It was a sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? So being there with him, you know, doing our first deal, going back to what you said, our first deal with him, um, we got the deal, did the whole deal. He walked us through it. And we made about what was it, twenty twenty two twenty four thousand dollars or something like that. Was was it that? No, okay, so it was thirty something, but we had to pay. We had to pay the guy back who, who lent us the money. Right. Plus his, you know, we gave him some extra money. We ended up with like twenty two or twenty four thousand. And I'll never forget, we put that money in the bank and we we deposited the check because they wouldn't let us cash it. We deposited, and I remember we went back. And, you know, after, I think we had to wait seven, for seven, seven days or something, you know, they hold, that's back then, they hold your money. It's like, man, this is my money. I want it now. Like, they never used to put no we, money we in the bank. We wouldn't use to put that type of money in the bank. So here's the crazy part. After we went back to get the money, they still couldn't give it to us. And I'm like, what do you mean? I never forget it. It was, uh, they, they well sparkled. Now, they, no, used no, be, they used to be first union. Yeah. It's how long ago it was. It was first union. You know, a Wachovia, then it, you know, they were from Virginia to Wachovia to Wells Fargo. But anyway, that's a lesson in banks. But um, <laughs> we, we, we went there and we asked for the 22000 And the lady, the teller told us, oh, we can't, we can't give you that. I'm like, wait a minute, the check's clear, the money's in our account, what you mean? Oh, sir, you have to order that. What do you mean, order it? It's back there in the safe, go get it. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, no, sir, we don't have that money here at the bank. Wait a minute, it's the bank, what do you mean? <laughs> And, and we had never heard of that before. Money management. Yeah, we, we didn't know nothing about it. Money, because you know, you know, yeah. income tax. That was the most we had seen, like a couple of grand from income tax. That's but it. <laughs> 22000 at one time. But anyway, we they made us come back a few days later. And we got the money and us being, you know. Yeah, we like to get all our money. We were all our money. Yeah, we, we took it all. The whole, we didn't leave a dime in the bank. You know, the whole, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. And here's the crazy part. We got it all in 20s. <laughs> we get all 20s, man. We get all 20s. Big money stacks. Yeah, we, we wanted to be big money status. Sandy was packing in a, in a bar, in a backpack. They put us in a little room, and they they counted it all out and gave it to us. We had brown paper bags. Brown paper bags. bags. We walked out. They had security walk us out. You know what I mean? It was it, it was it was a spirit. And I never forget. We were we were living in Lincoln Field, which we won't argue about whether it's the project or not. But I call it the project. Sandy says it's not. But anybody from Miami knows. Lincoln Field is the project, but shout out Lincoln Field, 305, y'all already know. Right, Dade County. We went back to Lincoln Field, and we took all that money, and we dumped it out on the bed. And we just was throwing it up in the air. All over the place, swimming in it. It was like, you know. All the house. Felt out our names with it, you know what I mean? Like, we talked it up, you know. And that was our first time experiencing that money. But 
what it did was it lit a fire up under us. Yeah. And we was like, wait a minute, we did that in one we deal? Can do it. We can do it. And we did another deal okay. and another deal and another deal to eventually uh, my job was like, listen, you can't keep, you're taking off too many days. You know, you gotta, you gotta do something. And, and I was like, man, you know what? Let me take a leave of absence. You know, I'm out. Let me take a leave of absence. And we were, we were just going really hard in real estate. Like I say, we were making money, but nobody taught us how to manage money. Nobody. Mm, see, that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's key right there. A funny, we didn't. One is we didn't know how to manage it, but we didn't know how to let the money make money, mm, which is key. You know, man, that's so, very, that's very interesting because y'all even mentioned like, and that is that probably pretty much how y'all say when y'all say y'all lost it all went back to ground zero. That's what happened. Yeah, what's like, come on, now, that, that, that way, like, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I already know. I already know how it go. So you already, like, listen, you 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 wait. Almost twelve months just to get an income tax check. You know you already blow them couple thousand. Yeah. You gotta go get fresh for at least the next two months. Right. And right. then you gotta go on a little trip to make you feel like you living that big life. So you gotta go out the hood. Right. You gotta go somewhere. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And then you know you gonna go eat at Red Lobster was like let's eat in that you know at the big restaurant. <laughs> you done made it when you made you go to Red Lobster. You hear me? <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Yo, that's crazy. You know, from Bojangles to Red Lobster, and you can't go wrong. You, know, you can't imagine with thousands of dollars. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We, we, we went crazy. I mean, we bought jewelry and we, we car. yeah, car. We we bought three of the same exact car in different colors. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't asking for that. Oh, y'all was wilding. Back then, when the price of the 300s first came out, oh, yeah. I mean, we rims, three, we brought black. Yeah, silver and, and midnight blue. Mm -hmm. Put rims on all of them, TVs and all and of them, sound system. systems. You know, we had the the the, the bottom of the floor glowing yeah, and you know headphones and you know oh, we had to, we had the phantom grills. Yeah, we just because we went with the stars. Okay, yeah. here we go again. Waste the money. We went with the stars. Yeah. When they got their cars checked out, you know, yeah. we had to be bad. Yeah, you know? we, 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 we did it. We did it crazy. We always make it stupid money. And we always make sure our cars are parked up front before everybody sees it. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, listen. Hood rich. It was hood rich. Hood rich for real. But what happened was, you know, through all of that, we what we know now was it was all earned income. All right. Earned. Telling people when you flipping these houses, that's what we were doing. We're flipping houses. Yeah. You flipping houses is earned income. Facts. It is no different from you working a job. Facts. You just it's a high paying job. Facts. Mm -hmm. That's real. Stop flipping. You stop making money. Yeah, yeah. That's that's so real because I tell people I know a lot of people that wholesale and I tell them that all the time. I'm like, yo, use that bread to get you passive income because you got to work. You got to get up every day to get these deals yeah. done. I'm like, if you spend all that bread or you get sick in the hospital or something, you ain't got no bread coming in. It's a wrap. It's done. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happened with us. What happened to us was the 2008 market crash. Mm. And we was not able to get loans and stuff. And at the time, uh, here's another thing I talk to my son about all the time. We over leverage. Right. That, to me, is a huge lesson that a lot of people don't understand in business, whether it's real estate, trucking, anything. In life, you cannot over leverage. We had too many loans out right. and the money, well, one was because we wasn't saving the money from before yeah. as, as we should have been. We had money, but we wasn't saving like we should have been. And our living expenses were so high that it required us to do 
because you got to realize at the time, we probably was doing five, four to five, maybe six splits a month. You know, yeah, we was, we was cranking them up. Oh, yeah, man. But we was living off of four flips a month. So what was the what was the the shift that happened? Where it was like, all right, everything switched up. Homeless, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Being homeless with three kids. Yeah, wow. That's what, yeah. In your yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. We we went from making all of that money doing those flips to even having you know high, you know six figures in the bank that just here we go again. You can have a hundred, two, three hundred thousand dollars in the bank. If you living off of thirty to forty thousand dollars a month, that's your living. That's yes. what you done got used to. Yes. You done got used to lending out money. So when family and people are calling you, you 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 now done sold off so much that you can't say I ain't got it. Cause right. now, yeah, you you know what I mean. Like well, you can't, you got no, no, let me correct that. You can. Well, you say, can, but we, yeah, we just didn't. My thing is that you get so caught up in the mentality that you have to really unlearn. Can you cuss on them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. You have to really unlearn some shit. Like, seriously, because you'll be so caught up in ways that you trained yourself unhealthy. Yeah. That you you think that you got to still take care of people because you got this money and now you done catered the people with your dollar. And guess what now? They feel entitled to your money and they ain't this shit. Yeah. So now, so you don't feel like the bad person, you still trying to look your part and you still trying to give when you going under. And then what's shifting us? When we were homeless and we couldn't ask for a frozen cup or a free <laughs> cup of your water and you couldn't put no ice in it. Yep. Mm. A lot of what I was saying was that these people that, you know, we were literally helping out a lot of cases when when, when we lost it all, we couldn't go to them. And in, in some cases, it wasn't, they didn't have it. You know what I mean? Right. That's the other thing. You lending out money to people that came, lend back to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. The bottomless pit, you know what I mean? So, you know, that during that time of, 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 of going through that and again losing it all and 
literally at one point in time from sleeping in the car to staying with some strangers. Like we literally were living with people we didn't even know in a den area. Like mm. no door, no nothing. Just basically uh, a sheer curtain that we had put up for privacy. But every time somebody go in the kitchen, you know, they see us. Like it was no privacy at all. But it was what we had to do. Uh, all the cars got repoed except for one. Like you know, stuff stuff got real. You know what I mean? It just pawned all the jury. You know what I'm saying? Like it 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 just it got real. And that was a real turning point for us as far as what was happening. I couldn't even get a job. People were saying I was overqualified. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm overqualified? Like, I just need a job. Right. And it was a, it was a real eye-opener. Um, we, we went through this probably about th- close to three years. But I tell people, we probably was in this state for a year and a half longer than we probably should have been. You know, I'm not saying everybody goes through bad times and rough patches, but we literally stayed in it a little bit too long, a lot too long because of still lack of knowledge, uh, lack of financial literacy, and just, you know, not making the proper moves um, to get out. Cause we could have got out a lot sooner, but you know, uh, it was during that time. And this, this is the thing, even in your worst time, even when things look the worst, believe it or not, you know, God is using that opportunity to elevate you, mm. right? It was the same people that we met that were strangers that we were living um, in their den. Their son worked uh, downtown at the courthouse um, in one in another department. And he came to me and told me, he's like, hey, I know you used to do real estate. Have you ever heard about tax deeds? And I was like, I mean, I heard it, but I don't really know about it. And he was like, man, they hold an auction here like every week on the ninth floor here at this building that I work at. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you should come go with me. And that was the start. I went to the first auction. And from that day, I started going every single day down there with him, as though that was my job. When he would go, he would pick me up. I would go with him. And I couldn't get back until he got off at five. So I was literally in the tax deed office all day, going through the files, going through each um, house, looking at all the files, the liens, all of these things. So I did it so much that I just became like so knowledgeable on tax deeds, you know, to the fact that people used to think that I was there bidding because they was like, man, you know, you know so much about the tax deeds. And I was like, yeah, they thought I, you know, was bidding, bidding on properties a lot. And no, I just, I'm here every day. So I get all this knowledge, even though I'm not actually bidding. And that was sort of like the opener for us because now I was able to take that knowledge and I started to sell the list. So back then you used to have to go to the auction. I used to have to go through folder by folder a file. I mean, a little thick file and find every lien and look up everything that, that's going on with this property. So everybody used to come to this courthouse. You have to pay for parking. You have to come upstairs, go through boxes and boxes of files, write down everything you need to know. And you imagine it's like 15, 20, 30 of us in this room doing this before the auction. And don't let them be happy. Don't let them have, have the files in the back. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. are trying to update. Yeah, you so wait, you yeah. wait there about an hour. Yeah, your whole day. Your whole day, sometimes two days, would go to just looking at these files to go to the auction and may not win nothing. Yeah. So basically, I came up with the idea. Instead of all of us here going through these boxes, why don't one of us do it? And just sell the information to each other. Mm, that's and smart. It was like, yeah. 
good idea. I volunteered me. I'm like, I'm the only one that's, I'm not really, at the time, I'm not bidding. So you don't have to worry about this guy doing it and he's not giving you the right information because he don't want you to outbid him. I'm I'm neutral. I'm not bidding. I ain't got no money to bid. I'm I'm just a bystander. So I end up doing it and I got one client. One client turned to three, three to six, six to ten. And then I end up doing it for every auction in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach. And that became a business that I would sell the information for the auction, you know, and I was selling that to investors. Now, because of that, that allowed me to do one of the most important things is another gym. Relationships are the most important thing you can build in business, not money, relationships. With the proper relationships, you can always make money. So because I'm doing the tax deed files for all of these investors who spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm selling them the file. I'm talking to them now. Mm -hmm. I'm meeting up with them, giving them the files. I'm emailing them. I'm calling them. At the auction, I'm building the relationship. So it got to the point where now we go to the auction because I know everybody. I'm able to negotiate deals amongst each other at the auction. I'm I'm literally able to say, I'm the connect now. I'm literally saying, wait a minute. I know Xavier, I know Sandy, I know Tim, I know John. Well, how you know? Because I'm doing the I'm doing the, the files for everybody. So how about this? Instead of everybody bidding against each other on this, why don't we let him get it and we all he gonna pay everybody two thousand dollars each to let him bid and nobody's gonna bid. So you imagine mm-hmm. I'm sure you don't been to the auction. You imagine going to the auction and it's 15, 20, 30 people to bid on the house, but all y'all decide we not gonna bid, we're gonna let him win it at the lowest price. He just gotta give everybody a thousand or two thousand dollars. So now instead of him paying the opening bid is five grand. Instead of him paying fifty grand for this property, he did it for the five grand and he only gave us a grand or two a piece. He total total in twenty five, thirty versus the fifty he would have paid. Right. And then the next go round we say, Okay, y'all did that for me, now we're gonna do it for for Zay for Zay. next time we're gonna do it for Sandy. So now I'm negotiating those deals and I'm making money on the side doing that as well. Damn. All the way up until they put the auction online. <laughs> <laughs> that, that messed up. That messed it up, huh? That killed, killed the business. And again, even then, I still, it's amazing. You're going through these things. You would think through all of that that happened from losing it all, I still didn't properly know how to manage my nope. and make money work for me. Because you never learned. Still would never learn. That's why I tell people no matter what you make, that doesn't give you the knowledge on financial literacy. No. Even losing it all, you might say, I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Just because you learned your lesson from something going wrong still don't mean you know how to do it right. We, know, mm. we, didn't, we didn't correct what we didn't know. Right, we didn't correct what we didn't know. So even through all of that, here we go again. Here's another opportunity. Starting to make more money again. I still didn't, you know, I, I remember telling Sandy one day as the thing started to, to change and go down, and, and, you know, we started to lose business. I remember telling her, saying, hey, you know what? I realized we are literally still one check away from being homeless again. You know, yeah, we're making, you know, 8000 in some cases, $10,000 a month selling this, um, this, these files to different investors, you know. But if the auction stopped one month, uh, we, we, you know, as it's starting to slow down because it's going online and people not needing our help, we still one check away from being homeless again. How? How? And this is still even before the hotel, you know. But it, 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 I'm glad it happened because 
it gave us the right mindset. Finally, we get, went into the hotel with the right mindset, which was we're not going to come up to Jacksonville trying to get a big house and the fancy cars and all these things. We're literally going to come and we're going to stay at this hotel and use this as a as a, a ladder to save money so we can start investing money properly. Money. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I want to yeah. uh, definitely go into the hotel more before I, but before I uh, go into that, I want to ask for the people that don't know what uh, tax deeds is. What is a tax deed? Okay. So really quick, everybody that has a property, I'm sure you know, I've heard you got to pay taxes on your property, right? Yeah. So what happens is those taxes that you pay your property are used, the, the city, the county, they use them, you know, to pay for the lights, the, you know, whatever, the, the police departments, all of the city things, right? So what happens is, is that when you don't pay those taxes, they can't just wait for you to pay your taxes because things got to get paid, right? So what they do is you don't pay your taxes, they issue what you call a tax uh, certificate, a tax lien, which is they're putting the lien saying, here's a certificate that says you owe X amount of taxes. Now, there's a difference from a tax lien and a tax deed, okay. right? A tax lien certificate and tax deeds. The tax lien certificate is that's the lien that they put on the property that you can actually bid on that. And when you bid on that, you, you're bidding on interest. It's like, it's just, some depends on the state. I think Florida is like starts at 20% and you're bidding down. So let's say you didn't pay your tax. Um, the county then issues a tax lien. The auction comes up for the tax lien. I buy the tax lien for the taxes that you owe. Let's say it was $2,000. So I paid $2,000. And I win the interest. So let's say I end up the opening bid was twenty percent, and somebody bid it eighteen percent and seventeen. And then when it's all said and done, I won that lien certificate at ten percent. So I, I I have that lien certificate. The county gets their two thousand dollars, so they can do what they need to do with it. I hold the certificate, and you have depending on the state, and this is different in different states. You have X amount of time to pay that lien off. In Florida, you have like it's like two years. So for the next two years, you can pay it next month, next year. Whenever I got up to two years for you to pay that. If you don't pay me, which it goes through the county. So I tell people one of the reasons tax liens is a good investment is because the county is your muscle. Mm. They they gonna collect for you. Right. They don't want to collect for you. You don't have to go collect. I don't have to collect from you. The county is gonna be telling you 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 know you need to pay. So you have up to those two years. So if you pay, you have to pay the two thousand plus the interest plus whatever county fees. So that's how I make interest on my money. But let's say the two years go and you don't pay. I then now, and it's in the state of Florida only, I then now can file an application with the, the county saying, Xavier didn't pay. I need my money. Auction off his house. So then the county then puts your house up for auction in what they call the tax deed auction, not the tax lien. This is the tax deed auction. So a lot of people get it confused because they say, hey, if I buy the tax deed auction, don't, can't the person come back and get their property for two years? No, you, you're thinking about a tax lien. Tax lien because it's just the lien. You hold a certificate. If they come back within their two-year period, they, they keep the house. They, you never actually had the house. You just had a lien on the house, right? If it doesn't pay and then, again, I go to the county and say, Xavier didn't pay, I need my money, they then can put your house up for auction in the tax deed auction. Once it's auctioned off in the tax deed auction, it, you know, it wouldn't be, let's say Sandy wins it and she wins it now free and clear. You, you can't get it back. Okay. That's the difference. And the opening bid is always going to be what you owe 
me with my interest in the county fees, right? So let's say that 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 now the open that's why the opening bid may be twenty five hundred. It's the two thousand plus the ten percent interest plus the county opening bid twenty five hundred. So Sandy bids against her and out of me other people, and let's say she wins it for ten thousand dollars. Well, she pays the ten thousand dollars to the county. The county then pays me my two thousand plus my interest, right? With NFE, so let's say that's twenty five hundred. Sandy has the property. Night. Uh, lien only states, and some states are tax deed uh, states, and some states like uh, Florida are both. Then you got places like Georgia that are what they call redeemable, where even after you have the property, people still can come back and redeem it and get the property back. Um, and again, I'm, I'm more of a Florida guy, so I don't know that all the exact things on each state, but you know, Florida, I, I know Florida, obviously I, I, I did a lot of stuff in Florida. So, uh, in fact, 80% of our whole portfolio, our real estate portfolio, um, is tax deed properties. Wow. You know, which at one point in time, yeah, one point in time, we was a little bit over a hundred doors. We, 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 yeah, we, I won't say lost, um, close to half, but not lost. We sold them so, with our partners, you know, selling stuff off when the market was hot uh, a few years ago, last year, even some this year, we sold a couple this year, but uh, yeah, 90%, 80, 90% of our portfolio um, is tax deed properties. Cause that's what I understood, you know? Wow. So that's the difference. Wow. So how, how many, how many properties do y'all own now? So right now we're, we're close to about 50, 50. a little over 50 doors, okay. you know, duplex, uh, single families, uh, we had some fourplex. We we shoot, we sold almost three fourplexes in the last three years, man. And a lot of this, a lot of this stuff, I ain't gonna lie. I would have loved to keep just like the hotel. I know we're gonna get in the hotel. Yeah. Left up to me, I probably would still be at the, ho- at the hotel right now. It was my partners, and okay. um, not to go deep into it here, but I tell people there's no way you gotta realize we started this in 2014 with these properties here. There's no way you get this amount of doors just saving and right. investing only your money you save like you you can't do that right. or in some cases it can be done conventionally but you know a lot of conventional lenders cap you on how many loans they'll give you you know because best based on your debt to income yep. so one of the ways that we uh scaled up so quickly to over 100 doors was uh we talk about in our elite program uh capital partners and private money and i when i say private money i mean real private money not not you know, the private money lenders who are really hard money lenders, they saying they private money, you know, that's a different thing. I mean, yo, you know, friend, family, pastor, doctor, neighbor, people like real people who have money that's just sitting in the bank, getting them little to no interest when you now can say, invest that money um, and t- with me, you know, or, or lend that money to me rather, and it'll be backed by a mortgage, that means you don't have to worry about me selling the house because if I sell, you got to get paid. And if I don't pay you, you can foreclose on me just like a bank. So uh, between private money, capital partners, seller financing deals, yeah. you know about that. You know, these are ways and money saved. So all of these ways together is how we scaled up to over 100 doors. And like I say, we, we're down a little, about around half of that now. Um because we sold a lot of the partners. So one of the things we did with the partners was if you put in all of the money or a majority of the money, we would always give you the right to say when you want to sell. Wow. Without, you know, any 
any flat, you know. That's cold. That's cold. Yeah. And, and um, uh, getting into like the process of the hotel, like how does that how does that work? How did that happen? So it's funny doing these tax deeds, right? Um, at the time, I was with a lot of um, investors, um, and Miami was becoming so saturated, you know. And they were saying, "Hey, you know, what do you think, Pocky?" And I said, "Well." It's probably only two things we can do and still get good deals. One was buy land because at the time we still could buy land really cheap. I, I'm, I'm one of those people, I, just like with the tax deed, I always try to find different ways of finding deals, not just through, you know, wholesalers or MLS, whatever. So I have this regimen that I go through, which I teach it in uh, our elite group as well. This full regimen that I go through of how I find deals. So going through that regimen, I found this, hotel and it was in Jacksonville it was 170 units and you know I was like wow here's a hotel so I took it to uh this group of investors I was working with and one of my deals with them was even though I didn't work for them I worked with them is that I would give them first right of refusal on any deal that I come across mm-hmm. if they didn't take it in the first 24 or 48 hours as far as say they wanted it then I could present it to someone else so I presented it to them and they was like Jacksonville, man, that's, that's too far. Like, you know, I don't want to go to Jacksonville. I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to show you how funny things are. This is how God works. I was still doing tax deeds for some investors at the time. The the list for those guys who was like, I know it's online. I'm still too lazy. I don't want to look at it online. Can you still do it for me? So I still had a small business going of the tax deeds, selling the, 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 the information. So one of my investors that I sell the information to, I literally went to his house because I used to go to his house to drop it off him. He used to like it. He was like one of them guys that's not really big on computers. So he wanted me to drop the, I always have to print it out and take it to him. So I went to take it to him. And as always, I give it to him. We talk a few minutes and I leave. I'm literally walking out the door and he says, hey, I got you. You know, is there anything else you got? Like anything bigger, you know, you know, multiple, multiple units, anything like that? And I was like, well, I mean, there's a hotel in Jacksonville that's coming up, you know, it's coming up for auction, you know, but, you know, I don't know if you're interested. And he was like, give me some details. So we started to talk and, you know, he was like, I think about it. He asked me, what do I think it's going to go for? And I say, this thing is definitely going to sell for over a million dollars. Like it's 107 units. Mind you, here's the thing too. Got to get out your backyard. I'm thinking at the time, Miami pricing per door. That's first off. So in Miami, that's all I knew. So Miami, you know, Miami, Broward, Palm Beach, South Florida pricing per door, I'm like easily over a million dollars. No, no, I don't care what kind of condition it is. Just if it's a frame there, it's well over a million dollars because I'm thinking our pricing in Miami, South Florida. So even even not thinking about that pricing, I'm still like it got to go over a million dollars. 170 units, like you know, come on, and and it's and. It's still some form of operational. Not knowing how operational it is, but they say it is operating. So, you know, he's like, well, what do you think? You know, I was like, if you're going to spend over a million, then yeah. He was like, nah, I'm not going to spend a million dollars. The most I'll spend is probably 700000 So I was like, well, I'm going to be honest. I was like, we shouldn't even waste our time. The day before the auction, he called me. He was like, you know what? Let's let's try it. I, 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 I don't think we're going to win. He's like, I know you said it's going to go for a million, but... Let's at least experience it, see what's going on with it. Long story short, we end up winning the thing for $550,000. And I never forget that conversation between me and him. He was like, 
what what do we do now? Like this never was the plan. Like we never expected to win this thing. And uh, believe it or not, we got an offer right away um, for like seven hundred, either seven or seven fifty. Like we could have made a quick two hundred thousand dollars and let it, you know, and be done with it. And I remember him asking me, "Well, what do you want to do?" Because remember, at the time, I'm not a partner or nothing. I'm just a guy that gives you information. Right. So I get a little finder's fee, bird dog fee, y'all know what that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> or bringing you the deals, right? Yeah. So normally in this case, I take my fee, you know, about $5,000 and I'm supposed to be done, right? And, um, you know, and I used to always get first right of refusal to manage the deal that, that, that I would buy for them. Okay. So once we won and, you know, he had that... He's like, I got offer. I can sell this thing right now and make two hundred thousand, but I would love to keep it. And he was like, Would you go here and mess this thing and run it for me? I'll pay you a salary because that's all I had ever been doing. And it was probably the most um, pivotal point changed our life, which was for the first time instead of paying the dollar up front, saying, "Yes, give me this money uh, and I'll manage it for a salary," I was like. No, if we gonna go to Jacksonville and do this for once, I need ownership. You know, up until this point, I used to be doing the the, the list of these guys. Oh yeah, they used to pay me. They would let me manage some of their properties. You know, a lot of times they was buying in the hood, but it was our face that was going in the hood that was actually managing the property. But we ain't own none of these things. We were just managing them. And for once, I was like, nah, I I need more than that. If I'm going to go to Jacksonville, and at the time I'm thinking, oh, are we going to be home three weeks? But if I'm going to go up to Jacksonville, I need ownership. Long story short, we negotiated ownership, not only ownership, um, but also the salary. thing. So we got the percentage, we got the salary, and the operation. And having the operation allowed me to bring in my family to work because mm-hmm. it was all on me. Right? So going back a little bit, we uh, we decided to do this deal. We came up to Jacksonville thinking we going our plan was we're gonna be in Jacksonville one week and run this hotel and we're gonna be back in Miami for three weeks. One week Jacksonville, three weeks Miami. And mind you, how we got into that was because the previous um management, that's how they that's ran. He groomed us right and told us how this is how we go. So we like, oh yeah, this yeah, is a breeze. Yeah, because at the time, even though it's 170 unit, what I didn't tell you it was only 23 of those units that was operational. Right. Okay. The rest of them was like down, needed needed some form of work or something. Like so, you know, at the time, I'm like, it's going to be a breeze. We, yeah. we good. We Gucci, you know. We, we we good to go. And here's another little bomb Gemma drop. For y'all that's suspecting to get in business <laughs> and half-ass it part-time, like I'm not saying you can't start when you got a job, but... You have to give it 100%. Oh, yeah. I'd say now the road to passive income is everything but passive. You can't go into something thinking, I'm going to put a weekend here, and then I'm going to be off for three weeks trying to build a business, build a company, build a real estate portfolio. You know, and again, I'm not saying you don't work a job, but this remember, this was our job. So our mm-hmm. thing was we're going to be there a week and be, be in Miami three weeks. And we, like, it, honestly, like the first week we got there was like, 
This ain't gonna hurt like this. Yeah, the first day. Yeah, the first day. Let me tell you why the first day. Let me yeah, give you a yeah. brief. She put in the idea that the type of hotel. You got another topic. So I'm gonna give you a brief real quick. People, I'm first off, can I give you the real backstory? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear the the real. Okay, so the real backstory is when we pulled up, right? Because we had already spoken out the day before. Right. So you know what? If you put on that hood and kind you was like, oh, we got to check this out. So we got to see game what's happening on there. Let's, look, let's see what it's like. So we sit in Carter Street. We see nothing but Caucasians. <laughs>
don't take your environment to somebody else's environment. Yeah. You, 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 when you go into something new, you gotta go with an open, open mind. mind. Yeah. Because yeah. this had nothing to do with my energy. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> not the energy, yeah, not the just, people, not the yeah. conversation. Yeah. It had nothing to do with what we were raised. Yeah. It's a whole different environment. You have to learn how to adjust and adapt. Yeah, but yeah. in a, in a healthy way. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. We the, the one of the one of the second places we went to. The first place we went and got something to eat. Oh yeah. One of the second places we went to, like the second, the third day, oh, yeah. was to the gun shop. Yeah. <laughs> all man. right. Oh yeah, man. We racked up all type of yeah. AR-15s and nines and forties. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we had to learn. How, I we were known as, and it, and it, it got a real crazy that people would be from Miami. So, you know, everything in the city with the Poker Beans and, and Liberty City. So, you know, we are, oh, y'all the first 48, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything got to deal with that type of stuff. So, I don't care. That's what it took for you guys not to not to come over here and try us. And then we was on, on the street in that whole, I'm talking about that whole county was known as the Miami Mafia. Yeah. Because when you came in, you saw a pump at the door. Yeah, we had to, yeah. <laughs> never got robbed. Never got never robbed. All the other hotels in the area got robbed. Bank? Bank, yeah. yeah, we never got robbed, but we was we was known. Like once I brought my cousins up and some other friends, like we we we, we literally had to hold it down because one of the things, and you know, I don't want to spend too much time on yeah, it, but one of the things was we first got there. The first time we ever called the police about an incident, it was a white cop. He Dang came up. there and he he laughed at us. Yeah. First off, well, first off. If I had a dollar for every time somebody told me I wasn't the owner, I, I, I wouldn't even need a hotel. I would be rich from that. Like, we got that all the time. You're not the owner. It's impossible you have ownership. But, you know, the police guy came and told us. He laughed. Once he realized, yeah, we are the owner and we operate in this place, he, he laughed. He like, you really think you're going to change this place around? You really think you're going to stop what's going on here? He laughed. He said, you'll be done here in about six months. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if that. If that. Oh yeah, and they, you know, they wouldn't come. They wouldn't do nothing. So, uh-uh. yeah, 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 we we took care of ourselves. Yeah, we did. And 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 long story short, we cleaned the place up. Yeah, we did. We cleaned wow. the place up. Yeah, we ended up getting 125 doors up total. Wow. Um, we we transitioned how we did it. We we stopped doing the nightlies. We didn't do nightlies. We basically ran the hotel like an apartment building. Yeah. So. We and it's a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah, how we that's did a that. whole other thing. <laughs> but right there. yeah, but we we cleaned it up. Um, got good families in and and it was a big family. Yeah, there. yeah. Was, yeah. Like, I'm talking about the good. She's talking about you got that bad family that comes to the family union, right? And you got that good family that comes. Yeah, that's literally how it was. Yeah. Like we were honestly, I'm gonna tell you like that is that we were the mom and pop. No matter what age people were, yeah, then we were the mom and pop of that hotel. Right. We were. We, we were the eldest. Right. And yeah. everybody respected us. Yeah. And they knew. You know what I'm saying? Even that, it was so crazy. Let me tell you how safe it was that even the dope boys. The dope boys used to come. Our, they they yeah. come to our hotel and they would say, listen, y'all already know what we do. How we, we promise you we won't sell no drugs out of here. Mm-hmm. We just need, we just want to stay here because we know we're safe. They got to watch our back. I'm like. And Damn. I went to yeah. those dope boys. Damn. I'm talking about the whole strip club. Yeah, the, all the strippers. We had a whole yeah. <laughs> like, I'm talking about yeah. the butt naked, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you hear me, listeners? 
um, right after what happened was right after um, when we opened 2016, uh, we took a few months off, much needed months off. And um, that's when we decided to start Hood Estates was in yeah. 2017, mm, okay. uh, January when we started the Instagram page. So at the time, we were already, and I'm sure this probably was going to be a question. So how did we come up with Hood Estates? <laughs> yep. We were already buying properties in the hood mm -hmm. and managing our managing properties and stuff like yeah. that. And um, so we was like, you know what? We need to come up with a name. We, you know, we're not doing real estate. We're doing hood estates. You know, we buying properties in the hood, mm -hmm. estates in the hood. That's what we call them, you know, so hood estates. And again, um, believe it or not, hood estates still wasn't supposed to be what it is now. Oh, no. uh, it was, um, we were supposed to be starting a social media marketing agency after we finish the hotel because it's like okay we got we got these rental properties and we got uh i think we had two or three trucks at the time so we got that passive income coming in we know we just sold this hotel we made us some money you know by the way we sold a hotel for like 1.3 million and we didn't do any all of those things we did we bootstrapped it you know going back to the hotel right. we didn't was not, after that 550 there was another dollar that came out of the investor pocket we uh, that was all money coming through the door that we put back into it and paid salaries and, and did other things. So it was great. But anyway, um, fast forward, we knew we had the properties that we had. We knew we had our trucks, but we was like, we still want to, you know, bring in another stream of income that we could do from anywhere. So the, the original thing was to start a social, Sandy was like, well, I started a social media marketing agency. She was always on social media because I'm not a social media guy. Believe it or not, I never have been. But uh, she was like, I want to do a social media marketing agency. Long story short, we bought a course. We bought a course. So I keep telling people, we buy courses. Like, Ain't yeah, wrong with course. yeah, I always, always keep getting knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And the, one of the course things was to take some of the things you're learning and do it on your own personal page. Well, I didn't have a personal page because I didn't have social media. social media. Sandy didn't even like, I don't want to put this on my personal page. You know what I mean? I want to try these things. You know how to market I don't, yeah, I don't know. You know, you already personal page, yeah. friends and family. They, you right. put something on your personal page, they act like, oh, like you ain't doing it. Like, you know, you already know that. So I was like, remember the, the, the Hood Estates brand name we came up with? We trademarked it. Why don't we just make an Instagram page and and try some of these things there? Well, we started the page. Now you started. Yeah, I started the page because she, she, she wanted me to do it. And I kept saying no. And that's I'm one of those people I'm a jumper, meaning... If I contemplate on things too long, I don't do them. So if I, for me, I just jump out there and do stuff. And that's, that's, you know, that's how I do things. So while she was asleep, I created the Instagram page <laughs> and I posted something. And then I started using some of the things that she had learned in that course. And within a month, we was up to 10,000 followers. And I was like, oh my God, Damn. what do now that we're now really, freaking out. Yeah, now we're freaking out. Because <laughs> we don't know what to do. Yeah. You know what to do. People asking us questions. We posting us out at property, doing things. At the time, we were still doing a lot of work with a lot of investors and buying properties. And like I say, we was building up our portfolio. So okay. we, you know. We knew how to do that. Yeah, we knew how to we do that. Of, we didn't know nothing about social media. Yeah, we didn't know nothing like, about social media. What we these people? We were like, man, what? What y'all been doing? Like, what? What y'all want? <laughs> Can you show me? I'm sure you get that. Can you show me how to do this? Can you, this? you know, I'm like, ah, you know, we didn't know what to do. Like, so we started doing free phone calls. For real, we didn't know what to do. Like, I'm like, you know what? Go buy a shirt. 
That's the only thing I could do. We jumped on Teespring and made a shirt because it was easy to do Teespring. Go buy a shirt. Like, how about that? And, you know, again, here we are now, almost 200,000 followers later. But, um, you know, <laughs> it was that's how Hooded State started. Like, we were doing – so we were already doing the things that Hooded State stands for in our personal life. We came up with the brand name months before we ever started an Instagram page. Wanted to do the social media marketing, started the Instagram page. The Instagram page blew, and here we are now. Um, what three years later? 17, 18, 19? Yeah, seventeen. That's that was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, three years later. Well, three years later, here we are now. You know, teaching real estate, teaching trucking. But we don't leave. We don't leave from my roots because this was never. I told people all the time. I said it's not a great social media or anything that's so like that. But I told myself that we always have to stick to what we started for. Right. Like, I don't want to get caught up in this whole thing of of, of the social marketing become um, like some type of uh, lick. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, we all here. We got to make sure that we're doing that. No. Yeah. They didn't, we didn't get our following from um, becoming actors. Right. Yeah. Or trying to be something Based outside. Right. Yeah, we just keep it real. We are who we are. Yeah. It is what it is. If you come on here, man, mm-hmm. we happy to have you on here. You cool as hell. You are to the same family. Right. But at the end of the day, exactly what you came on here for, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. you do. And that's why we keep it that way. People tell me now, hey, man, you know, why don't you make your page aesthetically pleasing? Like, and I'm posting whatever. Pleasing like, yeah, I go yeah. live whenever. I put on with, like, I'm not trying to make it, you know what I mean? Like, right. You know, structured out. You know, we we we, you know, we talk about what we do, which is real estate. Uh, right now, we you see we post a lot of we don't. So we never really posted a lot of what we did. Meaning, we would buy houses. Mm-hmm. We never would post it a lot. No. We would get a truck. We didn't like we didn't do a lot ourselves because I've always been you know not that person. But what happens is you start to help so many people. Right. And when you here's another gem. If you help enough people, you'll never be broke. Man, what you say? If you help enough people, you'll never be broke. So they're helping so many people that now you ain't even posting your stuff. You posting all the people that you help. So we posting elite members' houses that they're buying their first house and we help them get their first rental and their first flip and, you know, their first tenant. And, you know, we we taught them tax deeds and tax liens and and their first wholesale deal and, and all these different things and, you know, Oh. Which leads back to the the, the uh, we can we can trick over a little bit into the truck yet. It right. started from the page posting. Yeah. About I, matter of fact, it was a throwback. Yeah, it was a throwback Thursday. That's how we got on the truck. We never, we never. That's what I'm saying. If you really go back, you never. Yeah, same. But we, if you look before that post for almost month for months and months, you never seen anything about a truck. It was all real estate. It was a throwback Thursday came around and I was, so what I used to do for throwback Thursday, I would just scroll through my phone through old pictures. And I was like, oh, there go a picture of, of our first truck. Let me post this. Right. So I posted it as a throwback Thursday. It, went crazy. it got more likes, more comments, memes. I was like, I was just saying we make a thousand dollars a week on the truck. He was getting a whole attitude like, yeah. Right? Don't, don't I pay state? Who the state? Yeah, I was like, what are you about trucking? Like, I literally was telling people in the DM, we don't do trucking. <laughs> this was a real estate page. Like, people oh, kept asking, yeah. how do you do it? How did you make that $1,000 a week? What do you mean you, you, you don't drive? No, no, I don't drive. 
Can you teach me? I don't teach this. This right. is not what we teach. We teach. You ain't lying. You I'm lying. Yeah. Stop asking us about trucking. Well, God, like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. And God says sometimes I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. Right. You know, God, God throw you the love. Yeah. Right. And you, you, you looking past it. And so after I pushed people off, it was again, maybe a few months later, not thinking anything, posted our other truck. Our second truck is a throwback Thursday. Blew up again. I'm like, wait a minute. Right? This, this, pay attention. People yeah. started asking for console calls. And back then, we went from free calls to calls for $19.99. And, and here go the funny thing. I had people telling me, oh, you crazy. I ain't paying you no $19.99 to talk to you for 30, 40 minutes. Like, I'm like, okay, I, you know, it's less than a dollar a minute. But, right. you know, we went from that, from free to 19 to $29.99. That was like, after it got, it became so one too many, people literally was calling me three times a week paying $29.99. Like, like, this is a mentorship, but you know, this ain't, <laughs> you calling me four times a week, just paying twenty nine ninety nine. Like it, my, my whole time, I remember saying, like, babe, your whole day is filled with calls. Like you just talking to people all day. But all right. Right. Mind you, now his whole, now, now we're going to take it back to the real estate. Mind you, his whole call is nothing but investors that make six to seven figures. So they they looking at him like, so what you doing now, Pocky? Right. So I, I talk on the phone to people and tell them da 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 da. Right. You know, you know, just tell them. Yeah. And like, dude, so I know you. Oh, I know you making money because you gotta be charging about a hundred plus an hour. No, he ain't. Nineteen ninety nine. He ain't. The free ninety nine. You know, you know, he get he get all kind of you know conflict in his ear because they like, and I'm like, you know, like, he kept saying, baby, this is practice. I'm Hundreds of people have gotten, and 
you know, I don't know how many people, well over 100 people. Um, again, I tell people we don't even, first off, everybody don't even tell us when they get the truck, get on that's the road. That's, that's first off. Second, there are a lot of people that do tell us that don't want to be on social media. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're not able to post them. You know, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be out there. And even some that do, they be like, black out my name. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, I ain't going to do it sometimes because some people are going to be like, oh, you, it's not real. So only, yeah, the only ones that really get posted are the people that like, yeah, you can post me, you can tag me. So we do that. But again, that's what started the trucking thing for Hood Estates. It was a throwback Thursday yeah. post that started the trucking thing. That's so dope. Just like, because I always speak on social media and I'm like, because y'all was successful without it. But how important do y'all think? Like, how big of a part do y'all think it played? With, like, cause I know I met, I didn't, I got a crazy network just through social media for real, and I'm yeah. pretty sure it's probably like the same for y'all. Yeah, yeah. So what I realized is social media made the world this small. Right. You know what I mean? What used to be huge, yeah. social media has made it this small. Mm-hmm. Like now. Right. Like right. <laughs> talking to you through social media, but we know your brother. Right. You know what I mean? We, it used to be that way. Right. And again, your brother was one of the first people we mentored. Right. And yeah. he came in, that's when I was mentoring people one on one. You know? So it shows you that the power of social media for us to even be on here with you right, right now. Yeah. And one is con- listen, meeting people is the same as far as what happens when you meet them. Whether you meet them in a bar, at a club, at church, at work, social media is just another place of meeting people. Yeah. But again, it pr- brings the world so small that you can meet like-minded people because what happens is in your immediate circle or at work may not be like-minded right, people. Exactly. At church may not be like-minded people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In your family may not exactly. be like-minded people. So what social media does, and this is why I tell people, here's another tip, Jim. If you have a social media page and you're trying to do business or you, you're doing something, listen, Get niche focused mm-hmm. and make sure your page represents the niche. Right. Because what that does is it allows your networking in the social media realm to get even smaller. Because if you're on my page, like now, you're on my page for real estate or trucking. You're not on my page for cooking. I don't, you see what I'm saying? So, but you, if you see me posting, you know, real estate and trucking and, and cooking and, 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 you know, I'm doing 80 different things. It, it, it's hard to get focused in. So what social media does is it allows you to, to, to really make everything so small and you build that circle. And, you know, outside of, you know, like anything, like people, there's a lot of fake people on social media. Those are fake people in real life. Like, <laughs> mm. it's people are who they are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, at least with social media, you know, what, what, what happens on social media, it only allows you to, because you only can, you can post what you want. So you only you can post only the good. So even like now with the trucking, uh, you know, we post up when it's bad week settlements. We post up, you know, when when the truck needs repairs, these things like that. You know, um Erica put up the other day a truck of hers huge accident. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it uh, if if you're real, it allows you to see it all. But right. social media in some cases, people only showing the highlights, as right. they say. Like so real. you just have to be able to uh, separate that, but here's the most important thing, and Sandy says this a lot. Um, networking is not about collecting phone numbers. Networking is about building relationships. Yeah, so the, what you what you got to understand is social media is a way to quickly 
find people, but you still need to take your time and yeah. build with them. Find them quickly through social media. Take your time and build with them. You, you understand? And if you're doing what you, you know, putting out good content, you know, doing right by people, just like us, we, we talked earlier. We supposed to did this months ago, okay. but it sort of got lost in the shuffle mm. with a lot of other things. But you putting out good content allow us <laughs> to see that good content. All right. Post that good content. <laughs> You got so many damn likes and comments on our page, I almost shut this, the comment section down because people like, oh, let people live. Right. If they want to spend all their money, let Man. them live. Listen. Man. My. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it blew up so much. Yeah, it did. Like, oh, wait, let me, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is he doing now to, hey, let's do this podcast to, who knows? Right. Maybe we're doing business, right. you know, next month, next year. So now they even knowing. I talked to your brother on the phone last week. <laughs> I even know him. You know? <laughs> so it is it's, it's crazy. Some of the best I can say right now. Yeah. Some of the best relationships we've ever encountered. Watch this. Even those that didn't work out came from social media. Yeah. Even those relationships that didn't work out, it was because if 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 you learn this thing, if you learn how to learn from failures and mistakes you realize how much of a blessing they are. Mm-hmm. So many people look at when things don't work out and go wrong, oh my God, oh man, that was one of the best lessons I learned. Yeah. You know what I mean? I learned not to do this or not to deal with that or how to expect this. So even those relationships, whether it's social media or, or people we met throughout life that didn't work out, it was all good. So I, I appreciate all the relationships through social media. And outside of those that didn't work out, we have some great ones that have and that mm-hmm. we're building on. And just man, it, it, you 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 tell you look up and be like, man, you got to be my twin brother or yeah. my twin sister. You know what I mean? Like you got to. We always build things back to cooking. Right. It's like you got to make a couple bad cakes and you use a couple bad flavors mm-hmm. to get that perfect cake. Yeah. And you say okay, and it's not that just that one. You start. You want to start to create a whole recipe book of good cakes, mm-hmm. but you gonna go through a lot of wrong recipes to right. get that even down to temperature, to measurements, that's just how relationships are. Yeah. So you always looking for that good one. So how would you know it's the bad if you didn't get a bad taste? Right. You got that's why you got all these different taste buds. Right. It's the taste, the good and the bad, so we know the difference. That's people. Right. People are just like them sour ass taste buds <laughs> in your mouth. You know that nasty ass taste yeah. you get in there? Uh-huh. You get some of those that come through that look good and smell good and say, Mm, you smell that good maple, then you put it in your mouth, that shit tastes like pimple. <laughs> Yeah, it's something Sandy said all the time and she said it earlier. What I've realized is that you still have to go into these relationships, whether it's via social media or not, open-minded. You really do. Because nobody's going to be perfect or nobody's perfect for you. Meaning there are things about people you're going to like and not like. But if you, if you go in open and know what you're going into a relationship for, you can build from there. You know, sometimes we go in expecting too much from people. And or you're going too vulnerable. Yeah, too vulnerable. Yeah, you got you got you got a lot of trust. If if they would teach this in life from growing up young, follow your gut. Yeah. The moment I don't I don't care how the moment you know as a human being God has and He has placed this inside of us. It was there, place. You know when you're about to go ahead and compromise. Right. You know when you're gonna compromise, but know that compromise comes with it comes with a consequence. 
just as surely the moment you diverted from what God was telling you, mm -mm -mm, and you said, but I just think you went in your own will. So go ahead and get your own results. Yeah. So you got to be able to go through that. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it at the end of the day. Be ready to go for it. If yes. you thinking a little different and not following that gut inside, I say your heart. I say your gut. Right. That heart going to lead you a lot of ways. to get yeah. y'all messed up. But man. that gut is a good old alert to your brain and yeah. say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Think again. And then guess what? You walk out of the process. That's part of the process real quick is they get. So your gut going to tell you about this feeling that you got, right? Mm -hmm. So you got this, this feeling that's going on inside of you. It's so send an alert to your brain. Your brain goes then tell your heart what to do. See that's 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 how that how that transition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't follow it. Your heart didn't, your heart don't move until the other process happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got to do that in business. But the most important thing about business is ain't no emotion in business. Right. Mm -hmm. so your heart yeah. ain't got no business in it unless oh, it's, it's driving you to do something. Yeah. It got nothing to do with that other person. Yeah. Oh man, you preaching it out. That's that's real. <laughs> that's that's real for real. Yeah, that, what's so dope? Like, what's so dope about this? And I love like when I'm talking to couples. And I wish uh, my girl Deanna was here because I'm pretty sure she would have asked the same question. I make sure mm -hmm. I always ask couples this. I'm like, how beneficial do y'all think it is? Like, with y'all being together and also doing business together? Because like me and Deanna, like just giving like y'all a little background on us. We met mm -hmm. through the military. Like we started from zero, zero, zero to bottom, mm -hmm. and we pretty right. much start doing business, start stacking up all our bread. And like we doing out the military now, just full time entrepreneurs, and we doing well for ourselves. And she's twenty three, I'm twenty six, and we yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we always speak on like it's so dope having somebody like like minded, somebody that you know got your back, you got their back. But how how do y'all feel about that? Oh man, it's 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 wonderful. Um, it, well, the two is always better than one. Exactly. No matter what, like you know, uh, no, no matter what. Uh, I mean. Like everything, and y'all young, it, 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 it's gonna come with challenges. Right. But right. What what it, what in life doesn't? What what's worth having that doesn't? Facts. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, the good well outweighs the bad, and I won't even say the bad because as you grow, you learn. It's like anything you 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 learn how to deal with situations that they don't become big situations. But again, when you when you look and know that you have somebody on your side that's, you know got your back no matter what and you know again you don't always going to agree right but you know you learn your roles and and what you're doing in business and and being able to separate one of the things that she's taught me is how to separate my husband me being the husband the head of the house from me being the ceo of the business mm. well, let's start right there because mm -hmm. he young yeah you 26 See, that's something you got to learn about yourself. Right. You just got into a really manhood. Right. That's real. So, so I always tell, I tell my son all the time, boy, you got a lot of pads. He's 19. I say, you're front of low baby, so I can't beat you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? To be in this game too good, so I give you some passes. But right now, baby, you have all, everything up there that's equipped for you to make the right choices. So now, guess what? Because you just got it so recently, you gotta learn how to drive and maneuver that thing. Mm -hmm. So right now, even though your girl is involved, you gotta learn yourself. And what I had to learn, what I learned, because I was been with Pocket since he was sixteen, mm. and what I had Damn. to learn was that I had to learn, I had to let him transition. But imagine I'm trying to let him transition as I'm transitioning. 
So we have to, as women, understand that we transition totally differently. And we have to let out, we have to immediately give y'all the opportunity to lead and make mistakes. And you know what? When we got to stand in that corner, we got to let y'all bump. Mm-hmm. And we as women don't want to do that because we're taught to be so independent and be and be vocal. We have to learn how to shut up, sit mm-hmm. back, and mm-hmm. support our man when he get his ass off that floor. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I love, I love these talks. Yeah. I love and these talks. She has to learn. And it's crazy. I spoke to a wife at our last mastermind. And she's like, how do you do that? You allow Pocky to make choices, and when you know it, because Pocky don't like the word bad. So I told him, I said, okay, we stay with bad. It's called poor choices. It's not too good. How about right. It's poor. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, not only as a girlfriend, as a fiance, or as a wife, the role of that significant other as a woman is to stand back and cover your man. That's your first role. You got to cover his decisions. Proverbs 16 9 says, if he put God, the head of his decisions, God will tell him what to do. Right. So you got to sit your ass on the other side and shut up. Right. And let him go. Now, when he asks for your opinion, she has to be honest. She has to say, baby, this is my pros and cons on this. And her, and her cons might leave sometimes. But at the end of the day, I want you to make the decision that God has given you because God has put y'all as the head and he gives y'all the wisdom for y'all to lead us. So our job is to stand on the side, I don't care what you got to do, and we have to shut our damn mouth and let y'all do it and support as it goes. And that's very difficult for a woman because it's very verbal. Now, that's the wife part. Yeah. That's the right, wife. Right. Yeah, that's the wife right. part. That's I don't want right. anybody to get confused yeah, thinking yeah. she's saying, no, no, as, no. as in the business, the woman's supposed to right, shut right. Right. That's the as wife. the wife. Now, as yeah. a business, the business partner, we're equal. Right. Just as much as you put in there, we're putting it together. This is my financial, <laughs> this is my time, and this is my investment. So we're equal on that. When it comes to relationships, that's different. And I'm going to even put it deeper. For girlfriends, to be honest, they ain't none of your goddamn business. I'm just, you want me to keep it 100? Keep it 100. Give me- <laughs> girlfriends, <laughs> listeners, that ain't none of your damn business what your boyfriend's doing. You know why? You ain't tired of that money, girl. You ain't tired of that asset. That's and you real. build, you want to build a real a Negro up, and guess what? You gonna get him set for the next fiance wife because you right here grooming a man with the word I, I, with the word, and I broke this down to a young lady a couple weeks ago. I said, baby, if you really look at it, it says, girl, that's because you're a female, honey. That's what you paint, and friend means that I'm a friend that you can talk to. We just put it together and call it girlfriend. <laughs> They don't mean That's you deep. my significant other. That's deep. That's, deep. That's just one hundred. Yeah. Now you right. could be building towards right. something and it's okay to build, but That's an agreement. That's an agreement, right. If you, I'm doing business with my boyfriend, right. there's some legal documents that are gonna be in there that I now, when I advise, it's gonna be different. Right. But I ain't advising no boyfriend to get great without me, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> It might not be, but you better know how I do have some um, some 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 uh some lock in on this on this point. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it's I mean it's a little different. Like you said, you know, partner that's one thing. But when you talk business, you know, you have a partner. This is this is just another partner. When you talk business, uh, now the key to any business, just like with any partnership, the businesses that thrive with partnerships 
are the ones that each partner knows the role knows the of the roles. partner and let, yeah. and let the partner play that role. Look yeah. at look at sport yeah, championship it. teams. Mm. The one where you know, let's take Golden State. They they probably had the most recent dynasty, they right? Play they roll to the T. Right, exactly. You don't see, you know, Steph Curry trying to get it play in the paint. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he, he he's a shooter. Him and him and um, your boy. You know, they shooters. Mm. Play. They play their position. Equal dollar comes in, he plays his position. You know, uh Draymond Green. Play. He's not trying to be the number one scorer on the team. He's not. He does defense. And continue. You go back to you go back to them days with Jordan and and, and Pippen and and Dennis Rodman and those those Chicago te- if you people that play their position and when the team knows I need you a rebounder, you need to be getting X amount of rebounds. Right. You a shooter. You a scorer. When the, when the game on the line and it's three seconds left, who gets the ball? That's you. Yeah. Who's the the point guard? The point guard is to facilitate. Yeah. You know. So teams that are successful are the ones that everybody knows. Each every, you know your position. Mm-hmm. The teammates know your position and let you play your position. And guess what? You know what? The, you know what the, the sugar is on that. We celebrate each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in your fuck up, I celebrate you. Right. You see that? How many times they got five? You missed that damn ball. I had funny before I got. Before I'm like. <laughs> He missed. Why do you have to find him up? He missed the fuck up. I was like, no, we're still going to encourage him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How they go? Yeah. They, 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 they shoot him. You know, they go to the free throw. And they miss. And they shoot him. And they miss him. And everybody come and give him, right, well, give him a hand. Like, he ain't so good. He missed him. Why right again? Just encourage me for the next. I was like, you, know? you take that in business. Yeah. And you're like, listen, I'm not encouraging that you didn't that you dropped the ball. I'm encouraging the fact that, you know what? I'm encouraging you to do better. Right. And how can we do better? Let's have a conversation. Right. And I need you to be honest about what made you nervous. What didn't you, and what are your weaknesses? See, that's the thing in business too. You need to tell me, tell me your weaknesses. You ain't got, see, you ain't got to measure up. Right. I need you to do your part. And mm-hmm. if I know your strongest point, we can work on that. Right. And maybe your slight weakness might be my greatest strength. Yep. So now guess what? I only come in on that element. Man, that's that's so like man. That's this why I love this podcast because we get like a, a lot of <laughs> successful people on here and like talking about business and all the great things people doing. That's dope. Like when we talk yeah, about yeah. when we talk about mentality and like when we get to like relationships and stuff like that. That's the dopest part to me because especially in this in this generation right now, like the ro- ain't no roles established and ain't no people ain't got no OGs to get on guidance like get you game yeah. on this. So people be kind of yeah. like so when they hear stuff like this. They be like, I get messages all the time, like, damn, like, man, that, that, like, man, that helped me a lot. Like, I ain't know this, this, and that. And when you speaking on like womanhood and manhood, that's like, the, that's like, should be the foundation in the community. It, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I was on the call with um, one of my elite members the other day, and I say it's sad if 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 anybody was to put out there right now, oh, we're doing this, we're selling these courses, and you know, we're doing this big mastermind, mastermind, and it's only on mindset. You're not going to learn about real estate. You're not going to learn about credit. You're not going to learn about trucking. You're not going to learn about stocks. You're not going to learn about investing. Just where your mindset should be, how you should conduct business. Nobody going to want to pay for that. Nobody wants to come to that because people don't feel like they should pay for somebody to teach them the mindset. The mindset, right. People only want to pay for knowledge 
on something that's going to make me money right now, but not realizing if your mind messed it's up, the mindset exactly. that makes you the money. Exactly. Because you know what? You know why? It exposes they broken ass. Yes. So nobody want. I, I, I want to pay for you to show me that I'm broken. Right. Right. Mm. I just want to pay for you to show me how to make money. Okay. Which again, so, so everybody can make money, but then if you don't know how to manage it, you know how to make that money, make money, and people say to us, people come to me and Sandy all the time say, listen, man, I know y'all done real estate. Y'all got, y'all got a nice real estate portfolio. You know, I didn't get a chance to tell you we own a rehab uh, 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 management company. We own a property management company. We still, we still manage close to 200 doors. Uh, shout out to our cousin Hood Space Rod that handles oh, all that hey, for us. Hey. Our other cousin Hood Space Rail that handles all of our rehab stuff and rehab management. So we still have those companies going. Um, you know, we have our own trucks. We have Hood Estates and all these different things. And we we've, we've gotten involved in some other business that we don't even put out there. But people say, well, how do you find success in these things? I'm not saying we be successful in everything because there's some businesses we tried and they failed miserably. But it's not the People say, how do you find success in all these different things? Well, it's not the knowledge on the industry. It's the, it's the knowledge, it's the mindset of how to run business. It's the mindset of how to handle investments. It's the mindset of how to just do things. So going back to what you said, mindset is the key. People don't want to pay for mindset, but that is the key. When I mentor people and help people, believe it or not, 80% of my call with them yeah. has nothing to do with the real estate mm -hmm. deal, has nothing to do with the truck itself. Yeah. It has something to do with, hey, yeah. this person, it's yeah. your mindset. You, yeah. I, I spend more time getting their mind right. And I'll be honest, when it's over, they're like, man, I'm glad I called you. And we never really went into the real estate part. Because <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, if I gave you the knowledge one time, the knowledge... One plus one is always going to be two. Always. No matter how many times I give it, give you the answer, it's still two. Yep. But if you if you all over the place, man, I'm trying to figure out, man. And if I'm here to tell you, listen, stop trying to figure it out. Okay. Take one thing and another thing and count them. One, Whoa. two. I just, I just got your mindset right. The equation is still the same. Right. So I don't have to keep going over you how to, how to do real estate, how to do trucking. I just need to get you in the right mindset so you can... So you can get into this business and you can make it through this business. Re the reason I believe a lot of businesses fail is because my people, people are not ready for entrepreneurship. But not even just that, baby. Mm -hmm. Before you go too deep in that, I'm going to tell you, baby, you know what it is? And it's crazy. My uh, my queen, and this is what I'm going to really dig into with the women. That I would love if we could do six months on Hood Estate. And just talk about this. So when people come and talk about it, listen, we're going to have our time. We're going to go back to these business. Not saying that you, we won't have business conversation, but we just did six months of mindset on hood estates because this is the thing. They think because you're successful that you don't have issues. Right, right. It's worse. Yeah, it's worse. See, this is the thing. And, I'm, and I am going to be the poster girl of this forever. And my thing is this. The reason why it's worse it's because you are financially free. That's one, right? Because everybody, you once you can stabilize your finance, you think you made it. Oh no, hell no, you, you made it. Your finance is stable, but everything else in your life, from your mind to your emotions to the surroundings of right. everybody around you, yeah. it's the same. Yeah. 
I don't care how much we talk about that you need to change your circle. I don't care how much you need to say, you know what, I'm going to, um, you know, I don't have the biggest problems in the world. That doesn't matter. When you Before you get your ass out that bed, you have to literally tell yourself that I got to make sure I prioritize my day. The first thing I need to do is put myself first. What do I need to take care of me? Because once I take care of me, I can then, now I can bless others with what they need, whether it's a smile, whether it's conversation, or whether it's knowledge. I have to take care of me first. And once we once we do that, then we can be able to start our day. This is a daily choice that this is what you have to do. You have to organize yourself before you can give something of yourself. But when you want a nine to five mentality, the first thing I'm getting out of the bed, I got a fucking attitude that I don't clock in. Yeah. I got to go get this, this person all these man hours that don't appreciate me. I got to get this person all these hours. And then when I get off from this nine to five, sometimes 10 and 12 hours, now I got to go and try to have the life that I was open my eyes up to today. So, yeah, you frustrated. You frustrated because you didn't get the most out of your day. Right. You didn't get the most. Of your, now you talking about being an entrepreneur. Well, what the hell is that? Yeah. Life happens. Yeah. Life still happens, no, no matter what. Life happens. Life happens, no matter how much money you got, no matter what you're doing. And again, it's about perspective and how you look at it. It really is. We, we we make it through, not because we don't get those calls from friends and family that you know all hell is breaking loose, as they say. But you have to, like she said, you have to put yourself first, and you have to know. Believe it or not, no matter how much you love someone, even even down to my wife, to an extent, her. Her issues is still not my issue. They're not your issue. And I remind him of that. Right. I say, you came here in this world as yourself. Right. I say, call your name out of, to yourself, and that's who you were before you was my husband. Right. First. You can't first, do, I got to be me. You first. can't do nothing right. for me if he don't do nothing right. for I can't be trying to save her and her situations, and I'm all messed up. I need him to be there. I need him to be all he can be. So you got to, so you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and, and, and people talk about paying yourself first, right? Pay yourself first. Save. That's what we get the saving from, right? right. Yeah. It is important that you pay yourself first in every aspect. Every way. Not just financially, but you pay yourself first in time. Yeah. Meaning, like she said, you got to get up and do you first. Mm-hmm. Pray, spend your time, whatever it is for you, first. Because yeah. if you start giving out your time to everything and everybody else, you will look up and realize you didn't Save enough for yourself. Yeah. Just like with money. You get that money, that check, put your pay yourself first. Put your savings aside first. Yeah. Then whatever's left, you pay. You know, we do it backwards. We pay bills, pay everything, and whatever's left, we try to, oh, I'm gonna try to save, save this. No. This, right. I'm gonna save X amount of dollars, then whatever's left gonna get towards everything else. Same thing. Okay, we gotta find another. Exactly. Same thing with your time. Instead of saying, I'm gonna help everybody, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna give my time to everybody, and whatever's left for me, I finally do something for me. No. I'm gonna do me first. <laughs> then whatever's left can go to everybody else. This is one of the reasons why we travel every month. This is why we we go and have a good time every month because I'm doing me first. Yeah. You know? Then whatever's left, I'm giving. And you'll be surprised it works for finances and it works for time. Yeah. And you'll look up and these are these are two of the things to me that makes life joyful and happy. Because now it's not predicated upon anybody else. It's on me. Yeah. I've already took care of me. So you only getting what's left. Right. After me, I'm taking care of her. 
After her, then whatever's left, everybody else. Same thing. You know, I'm going to be honest. We still pray and ask God before I give about oh, a sure. I, don't, I don't care if somebody call me. Uh, I'm going to uh, just keep it real. I love my mama. My mama uh, called me and asked for a quarter. Uh, nope. All right, mom, let me call you back. No, no. God. Hello. Should I be giving my mom Come this Come on, quarter? Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you something. We've done it. We've done it before. I'm, I'm what you can find out is you'll end up, watch this. You think you're blessing somebody, Ooh. but you're blessing a curse. Yeah, God. And when you're blessing a curse, there's no blessing for you in mm -hmm. it. You go, you go get a part so of that. So you, you get a part of that okay. whooping uh, because here you are, you're giving somebody some money mm -hmm. and, and God ain't tell you to. And God said, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you finna play me. Oh, yeah. I allow that. I allow that to happen okay. in their life so they can pull closer to me or so they can learn a lesson. But, oh, you're going to jump in and save the day without, oh, you without gonna me. You're going to fix it. Okay. All right, so I'm, 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 I'm going to let you be the fix. Exactly. Right? I'm going to let you get it. I'm, I'm going to let you have mm -hmm. it. And, and, and then you mess, you mess around and you like, oh, you all messed up. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then here's the other thing. In some cases, that person came to you and they never went to God. Oh. See, he's my supplier of everything, right? right. So God will say, oh, you, you going to do it? Okay. Since you play God, I'm gonna let them keep coming to you. Uh -huh. since, since 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 you since you gonna be God in their life, I'm gonna let them keep coming to you. And then you wonder why people, man, I just paid this dude, you know, thousand dollars last week. Now he's coming again because yeah. they have made you their God. Yeah. You're the, you're their source. So these things again, this wisdom that we tell you is experience. Yes, this is experience. Like yeah. I told you, we've been through. When people say, how do y'all know so much? How do y'all be? Even with real estate. Man, Pocky, how you so wise in real estate? I went through the crash. Yeah. So I know what a crash looked like. I know what it, I, I can see it now. I, I know, mm -hmm. I know. Why do you think not? I don't over leverage. And this, this is, this is going back a little real estate thing. I'm not saying because I'm big on you using credit to leverage to make money. You should. But I'll be honest. In that portfolio I told you, we have not one more. Yeah, all of our properties, yeah. all of them are free and clear. Mm -hmm. All of them. Dang. Not one mortgage, not one HELOC, mm -hmm. not one refinance, all are free and clear. Mm -hmm. All we pay is taxes. You know, as far as we don't, that's the only thing that can lose our property. We don't pay the taxes on it, then they're going to pay right. them, but there's no mortgage on them. Now, again, I told you how we got there at the beginning, and I'm not saying that's the route for everybody. I'm just saying... It's a beautiful route. It's a beautiful route. If you can get there that way with no mortgages, it's a beautiful route. You know what I mean? At any given point, I know if we wanted to go get financing on them, like collateralizing, you know, put up use it as collateral, bunch of money, you know, but we don't have to because the cash flow, wealth is built in long term holding in in, in, in flow of cash. Yeah. That's what I learned. Yeah. You know, the, the, the flips are good. They, they quit money, but if you're not investing into rental properties with the cash flow, you're not really building wealth. Like I said, you're just working a, a nice pan. Nice, job. Yeah. nice yeah. job. You know? Let, let me, can I say something? Can yeah. I go back a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go back a little bit. I, and and what we was at when the, the, and this is business and personal. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we was on the part where lessons learned, right? I, I, I learned something. And I because I go to therapy. I go to therapy because I need I need balance. I need to go to therapy. 
Like, well, you yeah. gotta go third. That's why you love me. It's okay to go to therapy. It is. It is. Let me tell you. And 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 quick note. I go to therapy because I'm able to become. She becomes everything I need in business, person, whatever. She is my outlet that I can trust. This entity to throw anything at. And we're not taught that for one. That you need somebody that's not connected to you right. to let everything pass. And all they really pay to do is give you back what you already told them. Right. They just, they just filtering it out. You saying it. They just showing you how to operate it and use your own tool. Now, but that one I will say, but I'm going to tell you this. In the pros and cons of learning in life and these relationships that you do, the good and the bad and all these experiences, and I, and I love that you told me that you're 26. I got a 26-year-old daughter. And what I love is that I learn how to embrace, and I think sometimes this is for my listeners as parents. I want I want us to understand this as parents that you are at a beautiful age right now, a beautiful age. Why? Because you have now got life at its full completion. Mm -hmm. You at a full completion right now that you're able to run, and you're able to run now at a wholeness. You're fully equipped with your full armor on. But I want you to understand it. You need to fail. Mm -hmm. And the reason why these are your moments now before you get 30 and 35, that you need to go through all the bumps and bruises now, because that's when your wisdom going to kick in. Mm -hmm. Not what somebody telling you. Not what we sitting here telling you as your elder mentors, but that you have your own experience. Now, you know what we said, you know the warning. Right. But you need to feel that heat. Right in order to be able to build your own, to know how far you gonna go. You don't know how far Xavier gonna go until Xavier get tested. Your you don't know how far that you allow yourself to react until Xavier get tested. You don't know how far you're going to deal and how much money you will spend until you get tested. That's why people have to allow you to bump. Yeah. That's the beauty of letting somebody fall down and get that cherry or that bruise or that knot. It won't kill you. It won't kill you. Yeah. You need to feel that heat in order to know how to build your own resilience. Yes. I want my listeners to understand it, and I want my parents to understand it. I want your listeners to hear this. Let them bump. You need to bump, and I can't wait till we talk about this again, and I'll be a real old wise lady <laughs> by the time we talk again when you got good old 30. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll be creeping over into the good old ages. You feel me? And, um, You'll be able to tell me and say, hey, baby, I want to tell you, man, I got a whole different. And you know what I want to do? I want us to be sitting over some good old tea, you know, probably <laughs> with a little shot in that thing. Right, and right. I want you to tell me all about that journey. Yeah. And I wanted you to tell me how strong and resilient and, and your perseverance that you went through the pros and cons of life like this. And you know what? If you stay with your girl long enough, you go see her transition. She's 23. She ain't even got on her screw. Right. So when did she get that phone low and she be able to run? You know what I mean? Fly, baby. Fly, baby. You're the empire, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Man, that's, 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 that's what it's about. Uh, at the end of the day, that's um, you right, know, that's man. life. Beautiful. Like, you know, you build and you grow with the people you love. And you know, don't I take love any, the love the yeah, bumps. love the bumps. Don't take anything for granted, and you love you know you love it all. You know, you know how you know you know and you really love somebody, and to your listeners, and you take this gem and run with it. You know how you when you really love somebody, real love is loving somebody in perfection. Mm, that's deep. That's real. It's, 
It's yeah. easy to love your good. Oh, right. I love this about his name. His smile, <laughs> you know, his swag. <laughs> he be smelling good. And the way he hold me, you know, <laughs> my emotions and all these things, right? But girl, they really got an attitude. You feel me? They really the toilet up. He's stopping me everywhere. And, and man, I be telling him that I, I want him to, you know, he needs to learn how to make sure the car clean every Friday because he know we going out. You know, those things. When, when your person, I'm not talking about even your significant other, when people in your life can love the worst of you, that's love. I need you to love what, what you don't like. Damn, that's deep. That's that's that right there. Getting the podcast right there. <laughs> right, right. That's deep, man. That's man. They gonna be like, I didn't even expect all this. That's, <laughs> that's the dopest man. That's that's real, man. Just, I, like I said, I love having these conversations, especially with people that's older than me, like because that's that's where you get the wisdom from. I'm I'm one of them people. Yeah. I, I act like. I act like I don't know nothing because I'm studying. I don't want to get cocky and be like, I, I, can nobody tell me nothing? I want to current like consistently soak up game, soak up wisdom from people. So I definitely appreciate y'all dropping like, oh, like for real, for real. I really appreciate it. Like that's love for real, man. Like, yeah, we appreciate you having us here. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, man, that's deep. I can't now. I, I, I'm excited about the next time I come to Jacks because I'll be out there. All, I'll be out there at least once, twice a year. So I, I, I'm oh, yeah, let us know, man. We'll yeah. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. I see. whenever it is that you Because I know this is gonna help a lot of people. I know I'm gonna get a lot of feedback. Like we get a we get a, a lot of listeners, so I already know people gonna be hitting me up. Like man, that episode that hit me right there. So I'm mad. Yeah, definitely. But before 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 I uh, let y'all go, for the people that hear this and they want to get in contact with y'all, whether it's real estate, trucking, all that stuff, do y'all mind giving out y'all uh, info just so they can get y'all? Of course, of course. So let me say this really before before we do that, because I know I didn't get the chance to go into the trucking right, at all but i won't go into the story of how we got in but i'll just say for your listeners if you're interested in doing trucking the way we do it it's very passive y'all know we, we talk passive income the way we do it there's no driving there's you don't need a cdl there's no dispatching you're, you're not a broker and there's no operation you're not handling any of the logistics you are literally starting a business more like an investor so you buy the truck you get the driver and you sign them up with a third party company that does it all. You, you make passive income. We average about $1,000 per week per truck. Um, you know, you're still responsible for the maintenance, but it's very hands off. 
there are a lot of people that bought the course that buy the truck in one that, that live in one state and their truck is running out of a whole another state or city. So you don't have to be because you're not handling any of the day to day operation. Um, literally with one truck, you probably putting in about, I'll say, 15 to 20 minutes a month in work. And that's literally just answering the call. If your driver is telling you, hey, you know, the tire blew, you know, you got to fix it and, you know, pay for it with your credit card and be back on the road or whatever the case is. But it's, it's very passive. Um, you know, again, it's not the most lucrative way because obviously you can make a lot more money in real estate if you, you know, was dispatching your own load. You had your own authority, you know, in trucking. I'm sorry, <laughs> not real estate in trucking. If you had your own authority, dispatch your own loads, doing all of those things, driving a truck yourself. We don't make as much money, but we don't do on the work. So right. Passive income, I prefer the time versus the money. So that's why we do it and then you can scale. So we have uh and keep noting that mm-hmm. that doing it that way, here we go again. Passive income, a thousand dollars, maybe twelve hundred. Earned income requires all that other stuff. Right. Because you work it. You work it, right. So So that's the difference. We're not reason why we don't do it that way because this is passive money. Right. And we're not Right. Now, like I say, the road to passive income is everything but passive. So it does require some work up front to get going. Most people get going within 30 to 45 days, 60 mm-hmm. at the most in some cases. But after it's up and going, uh, it's, it, it really does. It runs itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like any business, it's not going to be peaches and cream all the way through. Not, I tell people not if your truck breaks down, when? when it breaks down, you're going to have to fix it. But again, there's ways of if you understand the flow of money and to understand the flow of cash flow of, of, of a business, you you can succeed in this business and any business. And, you know, we have that in our course, um, the trucking masterclass and the trucking 2.0, where we go over it. Uh, but again, I did want to give you at least a breakdown yeah, of yeah. what right. we do. So I know people going to ask. That's what we do on trucking. Outside of our real estate stuff that we do ourselves, we do teach real estate um, to our elite group. Uh, which is a mentorship program that we teach people. Uh, it's like a three-month mentorship program of curriculum. But after that, you know, you family for life with us, uh, with the elite group. And we have a private group chat and a private Instagram page. And it's a networking opportunity as well. So we do both of those. Um, you know, hit us up. Going back to what you said, the way to get a hold of us, the best way is in the DM. Uh, I still try to answer some of them. My assistant, I must say, does still answer because we get up a lot. But DM us at Hood Estates on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, Hood Estates 1. Uh, or you can email us, hoodestates at gmail.com. I know you are. Oh, Gmail. We do have the Hood Estates, you know, dot com email, but we don't really check that that much. So we do drop a Gmail. But for your business credit, it's a whole other topic. For your business credit, you do need a email address that's not a Gmail. Okay, that's, that's not good when you're trying to get business credit. Business right. credit is separate from the personal credit. I won't even go into, you know, our over $600,000 in credit line that we have, you know, in credit. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. But that's what I'm telling you. You can leverage your credit. We purchase properties with credit cards. We purchase properties with credit cards. We'll be another hour talking about it, but it can be done. There are cards out there. You might say, oh, the interest rate is crazy. No, there are cards out there. You can get 0%, 15 to 18 months. You can use that to flip property. You can use that for buy and hold if you strategize it right. When you come back in after you have it and you turn around and refinance it, I pull the HELOC, pay the card back off, I transfer the back. 
ain't gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be here all day. So listen, definitely follow us if you haven't. Uh, we appreciate you, Isaiah, for having us yes, on, man. Yes, so listen, good. you stay the course, man. You, I know, that's right. Listen, me. you got somebody over your head, don't make... Listen, <laughs> everybody know that I love them and I rock with them. They know I bop people right there. Bop, I like to bop people right in the middle of your forehead. Stay in line, shit. Come on, man. I'm going to hold you to that so I know that we got a date. That, you know, when you come here, you got family here in Jaysville. So, you, whenever. Yeah. Don't matter. Man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But I mean, I have I have one last question I forgot to ask. Yeah. You said it was because uh, I was always under the impression because I was thinking about getting the truck like all this year. But I was under the impression like that you had to be like I didn't know you could buy one and be like it could be like on the whole other side of the country. You know what I mean? Like I I bought property I bought properties on the other side of the country, but I thought with trucking you had to be like right there. I didn't know you could it could work like that. So I'm like we have we have people. I always tell a story of one particular guy. He's in Maryland, right? He purchased his truck in Jacksonville. His driver was in Jacksonville. His truck runs out of Jacksonville. Now, like I said, that can work. But here's the crazy part. He has never physically seen his truck with his own eyes or physically met his driver, period. So how'd that work? I'm glad you said that. It's the same way like with your real estate. You can buy, you can, you can go and you can buy a property, you know, what city you, what city you're in? Uh, I'm, I live in California, but I'll be buying properties in uh, Detroit, Cleveland area. Okay, perfect yeah. example. Yeah. You can buy a property in Detroit. One of our elite members just did that. She bought a property in Detroit. She's never seen the property. Um, uh, Asia's going to do some rehab work for us. She's never physically met Asia. You know what I mean? She has a property manager in place now that's going to put a tenant in there from Section 8. She's never physically met this person. And they're going to, you know, she'll probably check. So it's the same way. You can literally buy the truck. You don't have to be there to buy the truck. Like anything, you go online and you pick out the truck. Just like you can go online and see a property. Same way. What do you do? You send an inspector or a GC Mm -hmm. to tell you what the property needs. Right. You send an inspector, a a a mechanic, to tell you what the truck needs or how good the truck is. At the end of the day, just like I don't know how deep you are in your properties, you can't probably rewire a house if it needs to be done or not. No, I can't. You can't can't fix a truck. So it don't matter what you think. It matters what the professional says. Mm -hmm. So this guy, this mechanic is going to tell you this is what's wrong with the truck or or it's a good truck or not. You're really taking his word Mm -hmm. and... You know, he's going to give you a report, just like an inspection from a house. He has nothing to lose. He has nothing to lose. You're paying him. He's not an independent mechanic, uh, not, not the dealer's mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. An independent mechanic. Yeah. And he's going to tell you what the truck needs or whatever, or what his needs are. And you can buy based on his recommendation. Now, just like anything, that's not a not brand new truck. You're still not 100% that it's going to be perfect. Right. And even these yeah, new even trucks, trucks they, yeah, they break down. They, they, people tell you that because they're pulling heavy weight going on. You know, you do that. They they, they email your docs overnight, just like just like closing on the property. And you sign your own docs if, you, if you're doing financing. If not, you if you're buying cash, the truck, same way. You wire that money. You know, they sign a title over to you. Boom, it's your truck. You you hire the driver. You interview the driver over the phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you don't got to meet them. You interview them over the phone. Remember, the third party company is handling everything. Mm-hmm. So they're the one really got to interview meet them. That's who meet them. <laughs> and once you're good to go, boom, he picks up the truck or whatever, takes it to the third party company. They 
put everything on the secret, put all of everything, the insurances, all that stuff. And, you know, it's obviously a little detail in between that. But they then send them out on the load and then they send you the check every week. And then you pay the driver. Wow, that's neat. <laughs> See, I, I, yeah. I, I would have been for the truck if I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and all this was brought to us because we owned the hotel and I guess we're truckers. We're truckers, yep. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that, that all makes sense. But, and, but, and, it, and it happened, I'll say this too. One last gem. It's always a blessing to give, you know, mm. and then to receive. And what I realized, even this thing with the trucking, like a lot of other things, some of our best opportunities have come from helping yeah. others. Yeah. What, what, what happened with this was the guy truck broke down and he came to us to lend him the money to fix the truck. Because he couldn't pay, he couldn't pay for his room without the job. So you can make money with the truck and then you don't have to pay me for the truck until you start making money. Mm. And I was like, hmm, okay, that sounds a little interesting and I don't know nothing about trucking. And he was like, you know what? You guys have always been good to me here at this hotel. In fact, you know I'm behind a week. I should be put out, and y'all letting me stay here because you know my situation with my truck. Don't worry, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to show you everything you need to know, and you're going to be good. Here we are later. And this is what he taught us. See, wow. <laughs> your blessings, man. You got to, you know. You, you it know. came strictly off of love. Yeah. And the crazy part about it, before he came with a business party, he was just he was giving up the title to yeah, the truck. Yeah, just yeah. So he didn't have a place to stay. And yeah. I was like, I don't do that. Like, yeah, he wanted to give me the title of the truck just so he like, can you just take my truck so I can stay here still? And I was like, oh man. People were trying to give us sites they called. Yeah, we got a few people. Like, few people have changed some things. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. That hotel. I'm telling you, that hotel, man. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to make take that trip out to Jacks again. To, to Boy, we can sit there and it'd be crazy. That'd be beautiful. We can sit around and we can record and talk about that. Yeah, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be really nice. Y'all gave y'all gave out a lot of game, and I like I, I really really appreciate it for real. That's love. Y'all doing it like what y'all doing for the like for the community. Period is like really dope and like really powerful. And like I always tell people this, I'm like I don't know if y'all like recognize it, but it's like. Y'all really like it's it's no excuses for people these days because they got people like y'all, a plethora of yeah. other people that's doing great things that you could easily see, get access to. Yeah. So what y'all yeah. doing with just that alone, that inspiration, giving back to people is the dopest shit in the world to me. So I just want to say I salute y'all. Definitely. Uh, man. Thank you. I put it on that post the other day. A real servant, a real servant is an amazing leader. Yeah. Mm. of the Million Up Mindsets podcast with Hood Estates, Pocky, and Sandy. Like, they gave out a lot of game. A lot of game. I really appreciate them for coming on. But then wrapping up, before we wrap up, for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. Uh, you can find Deanna on Instagram at Deanna Kent. And on Twitter, she's at Deanna S. Kent. And for anybody that's interested in uh, real estate and want to get their first rental property, you could uh, get a... Get it. Man, my bad. I'm getting tongue-tied. You could... Uh, 
go to our uh, consulting services website at parkhillconsultantservices.com. We can get you started with that. And that's all I got for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening to this episode. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take risks because you're too afraid. I'm going to just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way. <laughs>